Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Glad to have you this afternoon. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Kelly out this afternoon. He'll be back on the show tomorrow. Got a good one for you today. About to talk to Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. Lots and lots of baseball news to talk about. Also have a basketball question uh, to ask Heath. Later in the show, we have the opportunity uh, Saturday afternoon to uh, have a good conversation with Reese Ewing. Outstanding left fielder for the Golden Eagles, and we'll have that interview a little later for you in the program as well. Southern Bank Corps Studios, where we're broadcasting from, Dickie's Barbecue Pit is who's sponsoring the first segment, and we thank them for all they do, not only for the Eagle Hour, but for Southern Miss Athletics. It's a great place to take your family, and it's a great place the next time you have an event to let them cater it at Dickie's Barbecue. All right, Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation, uh, comes on the Eagle Hour. Heath, the uh, D1 projection, uh, just hot off the press uh, for the regional tournament. Same as it was last week, though, but boy, it's just, I don't know, I just sometimes feel like I'm in a a dream when I see things like uh, Southern Miss uh, ranked as the sixth national seed, you know, almost assured a regional tournament, uh, you know, top five rankings in the country. Uh, This is lofty times, right, Heath? Oh, it is, and enjoy the ride. I mean, this doesn't happen uh, often, and you want it to happen yearly. Of course you do, but not everybody's a Vanderbilt and some other schools. Uh, it's the ride. Just enjoy it. Enjoy being on the ride and uh, have fun with it because this hasn't happened very often, never for Southern Miss baseball fans. And what this team is doing this year is special, that's for sure. And it's just bringing so much energy back to Southern Miss that, you know, baseball's been the, let's face it, guys, past three years, baseball has been the uh, mainstay for Southern Miss and been the calling card, and they're answering the bell again. All right, uh, D1 has the Eagles projected as the number six national seed, a Hattiesburg Regional featuring Florida State as the two seed, Alabama as the three seed, Alabama State as the four seed. That's the same projection they had last week. They seem pretty focused on that field right there. Yeah, because you got all the guys that are in that bus. If you uh, talk to the guys on the Buzzardy podcast, uh, Patrick, he talks about the, you know, the busing limit. Uh, that's all within the limits of busing and and getting teams here. You don't have to fly them, so it, it seems like it would uh, be a perfect fit. And as a Southern Miss, uh, Southern Miss fans got to love that seeing that seeing teams that. You know, you beat the regular season. You beat one of the teams in the regional last year. I mean, it's just a good. It's a good, it's a good field for Southern Miss if that were to be it. Well, injury bug hitting the team a little bit. Uh, Reese Ewing, we uh, know now is going to be out uh, probably for at least a couple of weeks with a 
maybe a fracture in his hand. Uh, Pato, we understand, has a finger injury, although as far as he hit that ball Sunday afternoon, if, if that's the result of a finger injury, yes, so be it. And, and Slade Wilkes is still out with a, with a pulled muscle. Uh, but not, none of these seem to be really crushing injuries. The Ewing thing, a little concerning. He's obviously a nice bat on the team, and you don't want him out. But uh, overall, I would take the other two kids back pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I think even Pato, you know, who knows, he may be able to play. I mean, like you said, I understand maybe he was out of practice yesterday. Uh, you know, you, you don't want to get him hurt anymore, but he – Dislocated his finger, came back in and put one four hundred and fifty feet behind okay. the Catholic Church. Okay. Um, after that pull, after he dislocated a finger, yeah. so you kind of he can still hit. He obviously threw it really well. Had a really nice throw home that kept a run from scoring. If y'all don't remember, oh, that was a fantastic so, play. Yes, yes. Yeah. So uh, you know, maybe it doesn't affect him at all. Should be okay. Uh, Ewing, that's the one. Two or three weeks the hand. Uh, but then again, he went oppo off the wall after he obviously messed up his hand for getting hit in the third inning. And then Wilkes, I think, you know, if this was crunch time, you'd probably see Wilkes play. But you, there's no reason to try to get him hurt or try to do more. You try to save him for the stretch run. So I don't right. see anything bad, but it's a great time for some guys to step up. And they've got the guys to do it that need to step up. All right, Luke Johnson, on the road tonight, going to be playing a good southeast Louisiana team, going to start – uh, this is a little bit of a surprise. Going to start sophomore right-hander Matt Adams. Seems to me that uh, this is a signal that right now Oz is looking to get some uh, field time for a lot of guys in his bullpen, and that seems to be a, a midweek priority right now. Yeah, that's actually where I was going to start with Heath, uh, simply because we've seen you know guys like Tyler Stewart um, have have started. Uh, we've seen uh, Ben Etheridge start. But, yeah, I mean, Coach Barry yesterday, he talked to us about how it's important that some of these guys get work down the stretch. Matt Adams is a guy, uh, you know, he pitched uh, some last year, but he only really has uh, two appearances this year. So it kind of tip. I, I don't see Matt Adams as a guy they're trying to get four or five innings out of, and it could just be a more of a whole staff option tonight. We may see some guys maybe in the middle innings work, you know, two innings each. But is that what you, you look at tonight as an opportunity yeah. to get some uh, arms action? I do. I like to see some guys uh, pitch that really doesn't get a lot of time. You know, I like to see Gillentine, uh, Storm. Uh, you start looking at Wee Hunt, get him back out there. Uh, his last start wasn't the best at uh, UNO, so you want to get him some time on the mound. Some of those guys that don't get a lot of pitching time, you want to get them some work in the innings. This is a good chance to do that. Got to be careful, though. You don't want to lose this game because it can be really damaging the RPI. Because yeah, of the schedule, but it's a good chance to get some of these guys work. Yeah, a guy like uh, like Miza, and you mentioned Storm. Uh, another yeah. guy that we haven't seen, you know, that much this year is uh, Gillentine, an opportunity for him. So there's only let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six guys with less than uh, in, in single digit appearances, and that'd be Miza, Storm, Wee Hunt, Adams. Boyd, he's with eight appearances, but Gillentine. And so I, that, that's kind of surprising to me with as much as, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, them rely on Harper and Ramsey and, and Rhodes. There really is across the staff, there's only about five guys that haven't got that much work. I would include Boyd in guys who have been used more than they haven't been used. Yeah, and, and it's a good time to get those guys. Also, you need to give your bullpen's arms some time to rest. You know, Harper. Ramsey, those guys, they need some time to rest out there in the pen. Stewart, 
be a good time to get him, you know, some extended time rest. Uh, those guys have worked a lot this year, so, you know, it, it's all about judging what you got in the bullpen. Look, Coach Oz is one of the best in the country. He knows what he's doing. He, know, he probably knows this, and that's why you haven't seen Stewart. That's why they were probably happy they didn't have to go to Rams or anybody in the and were able to take it out in the seventh inning. That saved them a couple of innings of pitching. That saved their arms. So uh, that Peito Grand Slam did a lot more than just, uh, you know, just gave them the 10-run win. It, it rested arms, too. Rhodes got uh, Riggins out of a, a bind, you know, in in, uh, in the third inning. When you look at what Hunter's done, uh, he, gave, he gave up four uh, back on April 15th against FIU. Uh, probably should have given up a little more against Rice, um, but you know he, he's given up four runs three times this season. I mean, it was some chatter, you know, uh, about what what he can do going forward. I just I just chalk it up to. I mean, he's a quality pitcher. I don't see anything changing down the stretch. Uh, and and Bob was talking about yesterday. You know, just the Etheridge is kind of the guy that kind of gets you know lost um, in in this in in the the possibility of the rotation. I see the rotation continuing to go, and then as you move into tournament and regional play, you've legitimately got five starters. You don't have to pull a guy, you know, on, on short rest. And so I think from that's what's unique about this team this year is the ability of the number of guys that can get you five or six innings in a game. I agree, and I tell you, a guy that really I, I look to see maybe do a lot more down the stretch because. Uh, you look at Rogers, a lefty that can gut it up there 95 plus. How many lefties do you see in college that have that type of velo? Very seldom. I mean, you look at him, they get three, four innings out of him. I look at him as a guy that, you know what, maybe if you need to start a guy, you could get four innings out of him in some pressure situation. He's come in and pitch well. He's got that slider. I just, he's got so many different, you know, he's got, a guy for every circumstance in that bullpen. No question. And they're getting them some rest. I just think it's a good move. I think you're going to see a lot of different guys tonight. But I also think Southern Miss has got to win. You know, I don't know if they got to win this game, but it sure would hurt the RPI if you do lose it. All right, uh, real quick, Heath, uh, we'll go hold you over. Uh, Fouse probably steps in for a Reese Ewing and plays outfield till Ewing is back, you think? Oh, yeah, I think probably, you know, if Pato's able to go, he's in right. Uh, Gabe's played left field before. You move him over to left. And Faust plays center field. I think that's – if Pato's able to go, I think that's that's probably what you're going to see. All right, the big name in basketball uh, on uh, social media this week uh, announcing where he's going. It's not here. We'll talk to Heath about that and some probably some more baseball that's on everybody's mind. Stick around. Comments from Reese Ewing later in the show. Just stick around. More Eagle Hour to come. To the Eagle Hour. Campus Bookmart sponsors the second segment of the Eagle Hour every day, and we appreciate them very much. They're located on Hardy Street across from the Southern Miss campus. They've got the biggest and best selection of Southern Miss apparel anywhere on the planet. You can shop them six days a week on Hardy Street. You can go to Campus Bookmart 
Net. I also want to thank Southern Bank Corps. They sponsor our studios. That's where we're broadcasting the show from today in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Remember, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast every day on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can also tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour, and she will do it for you 24-7. So the show is always available 24-7, 365, and we appreciate everybody that uh, logs into our podcast uh, each and every day. We're talking to our good buddy Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. All right, Heath, a little basketball news. I'm just going to turn it over to you and let you summarize. Is In basketball now, it's like a changing roster every three or four days. It, it seems like uh, some leaving, announcing their departure, others apparently headed here. Yeah, I mean, Tay Hardy's going to UTEP. Uh, it's kind of tough for, you know, Southern Miss fans, the guy that's going to, you're leaving the conference and the guy's transferring out to go to the conference you're leaving from school. So uh, that happened. Isaiah Moore said that he's going to be looking to think about going to the NBA, so we'll see how that turns out for him. And, uh, you know, there's been some other uh some other rumors uh, about a big kid from Virginia Tech uh, supposedly being around, and uh, that might be a good addition for them. So we'll see going forward, but still a lot of work to do to get that roster uh, to uh, to where Coach Ladner and the staff want it to be before uh, fall starts. And a, uh, a, a pretty good transfer for the women's team. Yes, a really good transfer for the women's team. Young lady came in uh, – Bracy, Jacoria Bracy, you're talking about a five-star recruit out of high school, number over number 96 overall by ESPN, number 48. Uh, you know, overall guard, number one ranked recruit in the state. Uh, it, she's just she's going to be a good one as a freshman. Averaged 11.8 points a minute, and you know against Tennessee, she dropped a career high 13 in the, the conference tournament. Last season appeared in 22 games, making one start. Um, you know, it, she's a girl that's got a lot of little lady. has got a lot of talent and going to be with what size Southern Miss has coming back and what ability that's just going to make Coach McNeil's team even better next year. It's going to be exciting for women's basketball. Well, no question about that. They had a good year this year. But Luke Johnson, it's just it's college sports now are like a two-lane highway. It goes both directions, portal. They leave on the portal, they come in on the portal, and it's just almost like you're going to have a new roster every year. Yeah, but, I mean, in this case, it, it, it helps the Golden Eagles. Um, I, don't, I don't know, Heath. I mean, you pair her with, with Dominique Davis, I mean, might be the, the best backcourt Southern Miss <laughs> in quite some time. I mean, you're talking about two, two SEC guards, and I don't know – you know, have we ever had a five star on the roster in the modern recruiting era in women's basketball? I mean, this is a big deal. I don't know if we had. You also throw Betrayla Gray in there, the way she guards and plays defense and the things she does. I mean, this is a, she can put three guards on the court that can guard anybody that it will be difficult to score against. Um, moving to the Sun Belt, which, uh, all since the Sun Belt women's basketball is not as good as Conference USA, Coach McNeil's going to have a fun time next year with this team. This team is so talented, has so many pieces back. Kelsey Jones uh, said she was coming back. That's huge, getting her back down low, along with Malia Grayson. Uh, you know, you just kind of start thinking of what could be with this team. 
It, is there? Do you think there's a way that they get all three of those on the on the court? The transfer along with uh, Berkela and uh, and Dom Davis. Oh, I do, I do. I think there's a chance. I think uh, you know you could put Berkela out there on the best score and uh, have the other two play zone. I mean, you could run a three guard set. There's a lot of different things you can do. But yeah, they're all three going to be on the floor at one time. I, I bet that. Now, Joy Lee lost nobody, did she, guys? I mean, no, uh, nobody left the team in the portal. Um, uh, yeah, I'm no, Deja Allman did. Yeah. But she has an extra year because of COVID. She was a senior, but yeah. Yeah, so so they – and I think that's where one of the – so Deja Allman played point for you a lot, played guard. She mm-hmm. is going to spend her last uh, year somewhere else. But, I mean, in the same way, I mean – this is, I mean, this is a big upgrade, you know, for 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 them. Let me go back real quick to, to men's basketball since Portal came up. We know where Tyler Stevenson's headed. We know where Waylon Napper's headed, Heath. Yeah, Waylon Napper going to Longwood. I know a lot of people have uh, very bad memories of that place. Remember the College Invitational <laughs> Tournament? Yes. Having to play in Var- Farmville. Where was that? Farmville, Virginia. Virginia. Like yeah, that? it was. We shot like two percent that night. They shot like eighty percent from three point. Yeah. Playing in a high school gym is what it was. I remember talking to some people who went, and they were like, man, it's like a high school gym. It was that small. So big difference. Uh, but, yeah, that's where he's going to play, and uh, that's where he's decided to look. You know, Napper, Napper down the stretch had some really good games for Southern Miss and was really good at driving the basket point guard. That's another piece Jay's going to have to find to uh, fill in a hole there. The, and the biggest loss, obviously, is Tyler Stevenson. Um, yeah. Isaiah Moore is a big loss too, and so is Tay Hardy. Tay Hardy was a guy that was a glue that held this team together before the season. Tay was kind of the the soul of the team, and you know Isaiah Moore. Yeah, you had some issues with technicals, but there's no question when he was on the floor, he was one of the best players on the floor at any time. And losing him is going to be if he doesn't come back. You know, I mean that's that's a tough situation. So there's a lot there. He's replacing right now 90% of his production. He's yeah. having to replace that. This, this so uh, Tyler Stevenson headed to UIC, which is University of Illinois at Chicago. The Flames yeah. out of the Horizon League. So Tyler Stevenson headed to UIC. All right, Heath, a, a football commit, and uh, it's cre- going to create a kind of a, a broken family, right, with, um, with one child playing at uh, Southern Miss and another at Mississippi State. Yeah, Luke Rogers uh, committed to Southern Miss, an offensive lineman out of Brandon, Mississippi, 6'4", 290. Um, some people may know who his brother is, a certain quarterback at Mississippi State. So it uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, young man's got a lot of talent. They're really excited about him. And coming in, I don't know if he'll play immediately, but you know, this is a 2023 guy. I think it's a great pickup for Coach Hall, and I think it's a uh, it's a really good sign they're going after offensive line. So I, I like to pick up. I think it's a smart pickup. And once again, another guy in Mississippi who Coach Hall is going to get. You're seeing those Mississippi recruiting ties uh, in action here. I ran into uh, Lance Ankar last week at Sam's, of all places, and uh, had a good conversation with him because – People that didn't know him were scared to come down that aisle when they saw him standing there. But he told me that uh, that he thought we would see a big improvement in the O-line uh, in the coming fall. 
didn't you didn't you want to run through the uh <laughs> you probably could felt like you picked up the freezer after talking to him there and I mean, took it out yourself. I, I know him so I know what a gentle else, giant man. he is, but uh, he's a pretty intimidating looking dude. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. You agree with him, right man. though? Big uh, big improvement in the O line we we hope I do. we're I hoping. Think- I think we, you know, we've talked about this on the board, big old national lot. A lot of people asking about the offensive line. You know, I think uh, with the new coach, Coach Greg, I think with being in the uh, strength and conditioning system with Coach LA for another year, you're seeing, watch online, you'll see them lifting how excited they are. I think that's going to pay some big dividends for this offensive line down the stretch. And remember, this defensive group they're going up against is no chop liver. This is an outstanding defensive front they're having to go against, which is going to make them better. I think the offensive line is going to be much improved with new coaching, with the strength conditioning going into next year. I think it's going to be a lot better. And Luke Johnson, that can make all the difference in the world. Well, what it's going to do, it's it's going to improve quarterback play because you're actually going to be able to read downfield and not have to either dump it off or, or just run for your life and try to – I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, some of the reasons we had the issues we did at quarterback position was because of some of the protection. I mean, go back and think about – you know the the Troy game. I mean, just just think about that for for a minute. I mean that that that's part of the equation too. So right. if yeah. you've got guys, you've got to be able to allow Jason Brownlee, you know, in uh, to to get open. I mean, you've got to allow him, and and you've got to have other receivers so that you can get him in single coverage to make the things that he has. So protection is where it all starts if you want success at the quarterback position. Well, all right, he yeah, said. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say you look at the beginning of the season last year. I mean. Trey Lowe took a beating against South Alabama, and it affected him, and, and you could see it. No question. Uh, Got to protect the QB, no doubt about that. All right, Heath, how do people join Big Gold Nation? That's the most important question of the day. Yeah, just go to uh, southernmiss.rivals.com or Google Big Gold Nation and click on there and go sign up and sign up for a year per month. A year it's a little cheaper per month. And, uh, you know, we're having a good time talking uh, baseball, basketball recruiting, football recruiting it's, it's a lot of fun we have a lot of good conversations baseball everybody's excited right now though so uh, baseball's a fun time Heath Thinton, one of the great people in the southern miss family and a guy that we uh, very much appreciate participating in our show each week heath talk to you next week hey thanks guys god bless have a good one Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation. When we come back, Luke and I are going to chew the fat on a few things. We'll hear from Reese Ewing. Had a great interview with that young man Saturday afternoon. Class act. Uh, Look forward to hearing what Reese Ewing has to say next. Southern Miss to the top. Eagle Hour broadcasting from the Southern Bank Course Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Bob and Luke with you this afternoon. Want to thank our good friend Heath Hinton for joining us. A big old nation, great place to uh, subscribe to, and uh, you can enjoy all the all the chatter about Southern Miss athletics. And Heath does a great job of uh, keeping everybody up to speed on what's going on at USM. 4th Street Bar and Grill, they do a great job of entertaining you and providing you with great food. They have really good lunches, uh, a hearty man lunch, as I'd like to describe it. Just $9.95. That includes your tax and your drink, and it's available Monday through Friday. 4th Street Bar and Grill. I still say the best shrimp poor boys 
uh, in uh, the area. We're going to have to take the Eagle Hour back down there pretty soon where uh, Luke and I uh, can upgrade our taste and uh, and give you some uh, upgraded information on the great food at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Southern Miss, uh, just a few hours away from taking on uh, southeastern Louisiana. They're 17-23 and 23 on the year, I think better than the record indicates. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, in a few minutes. Reese Ewing, who's just been outstanding all year for the Golden Eagles, will not be playing tonight. He has injured his hand. We believe he may have a broken bone in his hand from getting hit by a pitch. And uh, as a result of that, he is out for an undetermined amount of time. Uh, and uh, he's just a great player. I'm sure that they're working really hard to get him back quickly as they can. Ewing right now hitting 304 on the year, 148 at-bats, 45 hits. Uh, he's hit six doubles, two triples, eight home runs, 29 RBIs, slugging percentage of 534, but again injured, injured his hand and out for a while. Saturday after the Rice game, I had an opportunity to uh, meet with Reese and talk to him. He's such an outstanding kid. We discussed his move to left field, how the team is blocking out all the national seed noise, and then Reese's walk-up music, which has a very special meaning to him and has really caught the ear of a lot of Southern Miss fans. Here's our conversation with Reese Ewing. Reese Ewing with us on the Eagle Hour. Reese, uh, what a great year this is. Try to put in perspective how much fun you guys must be having. Uh, it's a lot of fun right now. It's just a, it's a big group of guys that are just, they, we all enjoy each other and we're having fun. What I love about this team is everybody's just pulling for each other, and you can you can feel that everybody's just wanting the next man. Uh, everybody's just pulling for the next guy, and uh, if someone doesn't come through, we, we're always looking at the next guy. And we know, you know, like everybody can do it. How are you guys able to block out all the noise that's around you? Because there's a lot of hype nationally right now about this baseball team. Well, we're just staying focused. Uh, the main goal is just to win the next game. We're not looking too far ahead to rankings or anything like that. I mean. What's important is we're in the next game. Yeah. Take a step at a time. Uh, you, you're having a great year. Uh, you, you move from right field to left field. For, for a guy that, for people maybe outside of the game, is there a different perspective, right field, left field? Is that a hard adjustment or is that pretty routine for you? Uh, it, I think it was a little bit more of an adjustment as in like just the type of balls I would get. Uh, I, I knew I'd be moving probably a lot more than I did in right. I felt like I didn't get as many balls in right. But I just uh, took my offseason really serious. I knew that that was probably a possibility of that happening this year, and it's worked out. You welcomed that move, I'm guessing. Yes, sir. I, I liked it. Yeah. So. All right. Here's one thing I've heard a lot of people comment about you, and that's your walk-up music. Exactly. And, uh, you know, that there's uh, Jesus in the walk-up music, and I've heard a lot of really positive comments about that. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I mean, that's that's. it started off as something just personal for me, something that I wanted to hear. As I'm like walking up to any any moment, I just want to realize that like all this isn't about me. I mean, it's really just about something bigger. And if I can use this platform to shine a light on him and what like what he's done in my life, then that's that's what I want to do. Well, that's good stuff. Uh, put in perspective what what it's like right now. This is a, you've had a great career here. Perspective of your career here at Southern Miss, your experience here, and, and what you guys are feeling right now. Uh, right now, it's just fun. It's 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 really just going. I mean, I guess it's going really smooth right now. But I think it's because, uh, like I said, it's just a group of guys that enjoy being around each other. We come to practice and we come to the games every single day, and it's it's fun. It doesn't feel like a drag. 
we enjoy being around each other and uh, we're pulling for each other. Nobody's selfish on this team, and that's something that I think is rare, and I love it. Final question. I asked Coach Berry last week on the show if there was any fatigue. You guys have been to Kentucky. You have been to North Carolina. You have been to Miami. You're playing midweek games. He, he sort of indicated the only fatigue may be with the coaches, that you guys don't seem to be feeling it at all. I don't think we're feeling it. Some days, uh, some days we just have to, I guess, psych ourselves up, and, and then it just turns into we're having fun again. Like I said, and it's we really enjoy being around each other. And I think that's why it's so easy to show up every day and, and bring it. Rick Ewing, everybody. Saturday afternoon, kind of a windy afternoon, I guess, as you could tell. But what a great kid. Uh, Luke, uh, ironic that uh, we talked to him the afternoon before he uh, injures his hand the next day, but uh, he's going to be missed over the next couple of weeks. We've got a lot of backup players that are very quality kids, but uh, hard to replace a kid like Reshewing. Well, yeah, you're talking about depending on what happens with Peyto. I mean, you're going in tonight without your three-hole, without your five-hole with Wilkes, and uh, possibly without your leadoff. I mean, so, yeah, I mean – with with Ewing, we we talked to to Heath Hinton, you know, previously what's going to happen. But if Peyto's not there, I mean, you may have to Matt Cedarberg and and Brady Faust may may uh, may be out there. Um, I, you know, if Charlie Fisher, the, the more at bats he sees, he's too good of a hitter to not have the production. But you know, with a guy like Reese Ewing, I mean, here's the thing: he's still going to be in the dugout. So you know, the leadership that he brings, and as he talked about, you know, the, his faith has made him into the type of dude that he is. It, it, he still has something to contribute. And so, obviously, we want those doubles, we want those home runs, but when you've got you know a, a dude like that in a place of leadership on a team, he's still going to be able to, to impact off the field, which in a, a program this year, and pretty historic what's happening right now, you need the type of leadership you have so that you don't get inflated egos or inflated heads and you take every opponent seriously. And so it really is the cliche next man up. That's what it is for the Golden Eagles, especially with three uh, key guys, probably going at least two, but maybe three, going to be out of the lineup tonight against Southeastern Louisiana. Yeah, I mentioned this yesterday, but I talked to a number of the players Saturday afternoon and to the man. Uh, they talk about staying focused, blocking out all the noise about the national rankings and and the RPI, and just stay focused on winning the next game. Uh, we've talked a lot this year, Luke, about the depth on the baseball team. Uh, you know, based on what we we think we may see, it's going to be tested a little bit starting tonight. Yeah. So when you look at what uh, you talking about, Southeasterns who they're, yes, who they're tonight, pitching. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the fact that you go into a ballpark like that against a pretty good ball team and you're a little shorthanded, our depth may be – maybe, you know, we may see how how much depth do we really have and who can step up. Right. So, Southeastern throwing a right-hander, Hunter O'Toole. They beat South Alabama last week in a midweek. They beat them 8-6. to six. They started O'Toole, but it was a Johnny Holstaff. They threw one, two, three, four, five, six, seven – uh, yeah, seven pitchers last week. O'Toole started the game, gave up two hits over two innings, didn't allow a run against South Alabama, and then South Al started uh, scoring a little bit on on the guys that came in relief. So I still think it, tonight it's going to be a uh, you know a Johnny Holstaff. And if you'll remember, the Eagles kind of our you know mo this season is that we start scoring runs the second or third time through the lineup. 
So, you know, a particular Johnny Holstaff option might be effective against the Eagles simply because uh, they won't see a pitcher, you know, twice. Uh, and at bat or four at bats, you may see four pitchers. So it's important for the Eagles to, to do what South Al didn't do last week because if you score runs in the first two innings, guess what? You take less pressure off uh, your bullpen. And if, you know, Oz decides, you know, to go whole staff as well, you've got to score runs early because runs are at a premium sometimes in games like this because you don't, you don't know what they're going to throw. Um, when you look at what Southeastern has done, of course, they played us pretty tight. They're 17 and 23 overall, but it's just kind of been, you know, what team showed up. They got swept by McNeese this past weekend. As we mentioned, um, they beat South Al in a midweek. They, they swept UNO, um, the two weekends ago. Uh, we mentioned uh, earlier in the season, they beat Troy. They lost uh, to Lafayette by two runs. They lost to Tulane by one run. They beat Ole Miss. On March fifteenth, five to one in Hammond, um, and this is the same team that you know took a game from Arkansas, the Friday night game against Arkansas, against Arkansas's number one um, up in Fayetteville. So this is a team, you know, if they if they come to play, man, they they can you know beat can the Golden play. Eagles tonight for sure. And the Golden Eagles go into it likely without two of their three top hitters, uh, Dustin Dickerson hitting three fifty two on the season, Slade Wilkes three nineteen. He's questionable tonight. I, I doubt that we would see him play tonight. And, of course, we just talked about Reese Ewing. Tomorrow on the show should be interesting. Christian Ostrander joins us uh, tomorrow. We'll look forward to hearing what uh, Coach Oz has to say about what occurs tonight and how he used his pitching staff. And then also a, a kid that uh, is new to the Golden Eagles but has been outstanding, Landon Harper. He has some really interesting comments to make about Christian Ostrander and the joy he's experiencing uh, playing for Oz. So we're going to have Landon Harper, Christian Ostrander on the show tomorrow. And, of course, we will review uh, tonight's game between, and I love just saying this, fourth-ranked Southern Miss. Let me say it again one more time. Fourth-ranked Southern Miss against Southeastern Louisiana. We're going to wrap up this edition of the Eagle Hour next. To the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment today brought to you by DBAT and D1 on Artie Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Best place to go to get in the best shape of your life, as well as great instruction, batting cages, facilities. It's all there at DBAT and D1. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, thank you for joining us live today. If you're catching us on podcasts later on, you either called it, Bob, on all the different places, several places to catch the podcast, but a long list of them. What are they? 
uh, Apple Podcast, Audible, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And all of this is courtesy of Michael Murgas. Let me assure you, he Thank puts you, he puts notes here in front of me where I can uh, keep up with all this. <laughs> all right, so we told you yesterday, men's golf was in ninth place, but when we brought that to you. They were on the front nine. Yesterday, the Golden Eagles hit the back nine at the Texarkana uh, Country Club in Texarkana, uh, Texas, for the Conference USA Men's Golf Championship. The back nine was different. The Golden Eagles fired a combined seven under par, finished the day in fourth. And and of right now, in round two, the Eagles have shot up again. They're in second place. They are... Five shots ahead of uh, UTSA, who's in third. They are five shots behind Florida Atlantic, who's nine under. Um, but the Golden Eagles have uh, made outstanding, uh, outstanding success at the end of yesterday and the first part of today. The way this works, they will uh, have another round tomorrow, so it's a 54-hole uh, tournament. And then the top four teams will move into match play on Thursday. So Golden Eagles right now second out of 12 teams at the Conference USA Men's Golf Championship. All right, a little more projections. Talked to you uh, yesterday about D1 uh, with the regional projections. Of course, uh, have the Golden Eagles hosting, and D1 has them as a national seed, be sixth projections, which are way too early, but they would have a number two Florida State, number three Alabama, and a number four Alabama State. That would be paired up against the South Bend Regional, I believe, which would be uh, Notre Dame. So uh, in, in a national seed scenario, obviously, if you win the regional, you host a super. Baseball America, they have not updated theirs this week, but if you didn't hear it last week, Baseball America has uh, the Golden Eagles not as a national seed, but as the nine overall seed paired against the Athens-Georgia, uh, which would be Georgia Bulldogs regional. In that scenario, if Eagles would win and Georgia would win, Eagles would travel for a super. Um, Southern Miss, Virginia Tech as the two seed, Alabama as the three seed, Southeastern Louisiana as the four seed. Virginia Tech right now 23rd in the RPI. They're 28-9, and they are seventh in the D1 top 25 poll. One more uh, regional projection to throw out there to you, 11.7. A lot of Southern Miss fans on Twitter have found the uh, the College Baseball Podcast of 11.7. They have Southern Miss as a five seed, which is a national seed. Number two is the Wofford Terriers who entered the uh, top 25 poll this week as number 25. They are number 10 in the RPI, 30 and 10 overall. 11.7 as Mississippi State is a three seed and McNeese is a four seed. Bob, all that to say, if the Golden Eagles uh, are to, to host the regional, there will be an SEC team as a two or a three. I mean, you got to think Vanderbilt might enter the equation. LSU might enter the equation. Auburn might enter the equation. Mississippi State might enter the equation. So especially, you know, if you're if you're a national seed, um, you're going to get a really, you know, a quality team there. I mean, I, I think Florida's probably a little too far, but Florida might even enter if, if they're able to get in the NCAA tournament. But all those are exciting, way too early, but that's just the reality of the projections. You're right, way too early. A lot of baseball left to play. Tough game tonight, tough weekend series. Not going to be easy this weekend to go over to uh, Birmingham, Luke. Uh, UAB's playing pretty well. UAB 22-16, and 16, 85 in the RPI. They are 2-2 two and two against quad one teams. So 8-10 uh, and 10 in Conference USA. And, you know, UAB, like right now, I mean, these last you know three or four weeks of the season, these Conference USA teams, because we have seven teams in the top 100, 
they're all jockeying for seed positioning, you know, for the tournament. So right. as as these teams, you know, as the season winds down, teams get more desperate. And if you're Southern Miss, there's a huge bullseye on you right now. And the best way to handle that is to stay in your lane and, and just approach each game like you have the, the previous 40 this season. Steady wins the race. That's uh, what Coach Berry preaches, and uh, that's exactly what you have to do. You can uh, you can stream the game tonight on ESPN+. Plus. You can, of course, uh, listen to the game on the Southern Miss uh, Radio Network. You can also live staff the game. Boy, this ESPN Plus stuff is uh, spoiling a lot of people, Luke. I can sit back in the recliner, get a cold Diet Coke, and uh, enjoy the Golden Eagles no matter where they're playing. I like it a lot. Do your dogs sit with you or they sit, sit right you? beside me? They sit right beside me, and uh, I can't say they're too totally involved in the game. They sleep a lot, Luke, but uh, <laughs> but they do sleep near me every afternoon and every night. Yes, good sure. stuff. Got more baseball players coming up this week, right? Yes, uh, we've got Landon Harper uh, coming up on the show tomorrow, along with Coach Ostrander, and then uh, Thursday we're going to have Gabe and Rodrigo Montenegro. We interviewed the brothers together. So I think you'll find uh, that pretty entertaining. And um, Brothers made a, a little special trip out to the roost after uh, Sunday's game and signed some autographs. That was that was pretty sweet. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Guatemala, if you got any more of those Montenegros, <laughs> send we them would, our uh, way. Uh, cousins, <laughs> distant cousins, we'd love for them to be Send them Eagles our well. way. All right, go Eagles tonight against southeastern Louisiana. We'll be back to recap what happened tomorrow at 1 o'clock on the Eagle Hour. We hope you'll join us. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.